Welcome to another 10-minute takeaway with me, Dr. Nikki Ramskill, the female money doctor. I aim to pass on 10 minutes of wisdom to you about money to help you feel happy, confident, and in control. So that's enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. this next episode I want to talk about the emergency fund and specifically how much should you have in one and where should you keep it. Now as with anything to do with personal finance it depends and it's very very specific to who you are as an individual and your circumstances but I'll give you a rough guide to give you something to think about and then you can decide what's right for you because only you know. The first thing is, what is your money personality? It's really important because if you're one of these personality types that would hate the idea of using credit cards, um, would absolutely freak out at the idea of losing your job and having nothing to cover your bills, like, I mean, all the personality types probably would feel like that, but particularly the accumulator, then you are likely to need more in your emergency fund than somebody that doesn't worry as much about it. Equally, um, if you have dependents, you know, people that rely on you to bring in an income to be able to to keep them supported or you have a kind of a job where you might struggle to get a new job if you happen to lose it, then for you having a bigger emergency fund make would make more sense. So you might want something that's close to sort of six to nine months versus, you know, a couple of months. So it just depends on your personal circumstances. So be really honest with yourself. What would you feel comfortable with? Because I want people to feel no stress around money. So the ultimate goal is to have money freedom, which is not necessarily financial independence. It's just that point where you feel no stress around your finances. So how much would you need in the bank to feel comfortable? Now, the caveat to this is certainly with some people... There is no amount that will ever make them feel comfortable. I'm, you know, I'm talking specifically to rulers and accumulators here. And if you suspect that you are one of those individuals that no matter how much money you had in the bank, you would not feel secure, then I think it's a very good idea to work on your mindset around this because having too much money saved in a, an account doing nothing is actually detrimental in itself. And I'll come to that in a bit. So how much should you have in your emergency fund? Well, at the very least, you should have £1,000 in your emergency fund. Then after that, you should have the number of months worth of living expenses or income that you would feel happy with. So if you earn £2,000 a month and you spend £1,500 a month, you might want to have three times the £1,500, so you know £4,500 in there. Or you might want to have the full £2,000. So you'd want £6,000 in your emergency fund. So that would cover you for not only your bills, but it would also allow you to still have some fun, be able to go out, that kind of thing. And that would cover you for three months before you would struggle. Now, there is debate about how much you should actually have. And people like Dave Ramsey would say um, three to six months worth of um, living expenses. I've seen um, someone like Susie Orman um, say that you need 12 months worth of living expenses in an account. 
Um, and I think it can be overkill because actually having too much money sat in the savings account with interest rates as low as they are right now. So we're, we're gaining nothing by having our money sat in an account. We might be getting 0.1% or something like that on our savings. Then actually what's happening over time is that money's losing value because inflation, so the 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 way that our goods and services increase in cost over time eats away at how much we can buy with our money. So this is called the Freddo effect, or is one of the ways of describing it. Anyway, it's the way I like to describe it. So think about the cost of a Freddo, the chocolate bar, 10 years ago, versus how much the cost of a Freddo is now. Now, I remember as a kid being able to buy Freddo bars for like 5p. Now they are 25p. So it's the same product, it's just more costly, and that's because of inflation. So the cost of the food that you have in the supermarket, the cost of the bills that you pay, everything goes up over time, which is why, you know, back in the 1930s, your grandparents could afford to buy a house for, you know, 10,000, 20,000 pounds versus, you know, half a million that that same house would be today. And that's just inflation making that change over time. Now, if you've got money sat in a savings account that is not growing at the same rate as inflation, which would be around 2% a year, 3% a year, can be more, can be less, it varies. And so your money is only making 0.5% a year. Your money is losing value. The difference between inflation and how much your interest is, you're being paid on interest, okay? Now, that's problematic if you've got a lot of money sat in your savings account because £50,000 might seem like a lot of money today, but in 20 years' time, that would not buy you the same as it would today. So having a lot of money sat in savings for an emergency fund might make you feel better, but over time is not actually um, doing you any service because of the fact that it's losing value, all right? The other part of this as well is certainly in the UK, you are protected up to £85,000 by the Financial Services um, Compensation Scheme. If you've got more savings than that, you need to make sure that you are spreading your money around to different institutions because you are only covered per institution. So if you've got £85,000 with NatWest and you've actually got savings of £100,000, you need to make sure that that excess is saved elsewhere because you will only be covered up to £85,000 with NatWest if it happened to go bust tomorrow, all right? So there are downsides to having a lot of money sat around in savings. So that's why emergency funds don't necessarily have to be huge, but it does come down to how you feel as an individual, all right? Now, where would you keep this emergency fund? And I've seen a lot of people, you know, say that they're tempted to invest it because it's a, you know, a big pocket of money that they'd be happy to to put into an investment account. Now, I understand the sentiment of this because the temptation is there to try and grow the money faster than what it would be if it was just sat in a bog standard savings account. But the problem is that with an emergency fund, you need it immediately. It's called an emergency fund or a rainy day fund or a just in case fund because you need it 
when things happen. So if you've got it tied up in an investment, it might take a few days before you can get that money out. It might take a week. It might take more than a week, especially if you've got it tied up in property. I mean, you'd have to sell that property or you have to remortgage it to get that money out. So while it's tempting to use a lump sum of cash to try and grow it and invest it, actually, that might also be doing you a disservice at the point where you actually needed it. Okay. Now, there are num- there are so many bank accounts out there that you could potentially open to save your money. And it changes so frequently that the best thing you can do is to do some research online for savings accounts. Uh, Money Saving Expert always has an updated website. He's got a huge team of people that look into it and do the research. Um, but there are new things coming out all the time. And often the best rates are for the new people that, that sign up for the savings. So you can move your money around if you're so inclined to make sure that you get the best rates each time. So you can grow your money to a certain extent if you're willing to do that. But often there are caps on the amount of money that you would get paid for your savings um, and you know, it's just another thing to add to the to-do list. So you have to be honest with yourself. How likely is it that you will be doing that? The other thing you can do is you could put it into premium bonds. Now, premium bonds are government backed. So they are seen as very safe because the government has to pay you back your money. And the idea is that it just sits in that account and it gets entered into a prize draw, which is a random number generator. Um, And you could win anything from £25 up to a million pounds and it's all tax free. So while having your money in there is not going to change overnight, as you put more money into it, you've got more chances of winning. There is a maximum for this account, though. It's £50,000 in bonds. Um, But, you know, most people are not going to need that much money in their emergency fund um, to cover them for that. But it's it's certainly worth exploring if that is appealing to you. So the final thing I want to talk about is whether or not a credit card is a good idea for an emergency fund. And I see this a lot as well. People say that they've got, you know, a credit card that they use for just for emergencies, which is great if that is all you are doing and you then pay the balance off in full or you certainly have, you know, say a 0% credit card where you can pay the balance off during the term of the 0%. So you're not paying any interest on whatever it is that you've had to buy through the credit card. The downside is not all emergencies can be covered with a credit card. So if you've got an American Express credit card, for example, not every shop takes them um, and you can't necessarily go into a garage and, and pay with an American Express if the garage doesn't take American Express. And what do you do then? You're stuck, aren't you? Credit cards are good for purchase protection, though. So if you um, book a you know a holiday on it or if you're booking an expensive item or paying for an expensive item or something like that then having um, a credit card to do it is a really good thing because it means then that you've got additional protections and are going to be able to get your money you should be able to get your money back from those rather than using debit cards and cash um and then the other good thing about using a credit card is it can help you build your credit score, but only if you're using it and you're paying it off in full every month because you're proving to the bank that you can handle credit. So yes, a credit card could be a good idea as an emergency fund, but I don't think it should be the only thing that you have for emergencies. I think there is something to be said for having savings in a bank account. And I have to say, from somebody that never had savings to somebody that now has um, a comfortable emergency fund, 
I would much rather have money in the bank saved than just rely on a credit card. It just, it just brings another level of security um, and frees me from feeling stressed about my finances. So I don't have to rely on credit. Um, so there we go. That's my take on the emergency fund and where to keep it. Uh, I'd love to know more from you. So if you've got any comments um, or questions about it, please get in touch. Info at thefemalemoneydoctor.com or come across into my Facebook group, um, The Female Money Doctor, and we can have a chat. So take care. See you in the next one. And that's it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Money Medicine Clinic podcast. If you want to find something else to do now before the next one comes out, then please come and join us in the Facebook group, Women Working Towards Money Freedom. This is completely free. You don't have to be part of any of my programs. This is just a place that you can join that will help you to feel more confident and in control of your finances. So I hope you come and join us over there. But you can also find me on multiple other social media platforms so look look for the female money doctor and you will find me so you take care and i will see you in the next episode